Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Easy Conversations, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I sit down with an old friend of mine, Michael Davis. Uh, Mike and I talk about his struggles with uh, lack of confidence and people-pleasing, especially because of how Mike had to experience his parents separating at a very early age. Uh, Mike talks about some of the things he's done to work through the the issues with confidence and people-pleasing. He also touches on his experience in the military and how that helped him um, kind of build that resiliency and, and a sense of community. I hope you can get as much as I did from this episode. If at the end you could leave a review, I would truly appreciate it. Uh, we'll just jump right into it. So I want to take the opportunity here to introduce a really old friend of mine, uh, not old age-wise, but <laughs> we go way back, uh, Michael Davis. Uh, so he's a fellow engineer and you know he's uh, been fortunate enough to work in various cities in Canada. So kind of started in Montreal, moved across the country to Edmonton and now back in Toronto. Uh, Mike also had the opportunity to be in the military, and uh, now he's, uh, you know, with his living with his lovely wife and four-year-old daughter. And uh, I'm so grateful that Mike's uh, joined the podcast today and uh, taking the time to come and have a conversation with me. So, welcome to the podcast, Michael. Um, again, super appreciative of the fact that you wanted to do this and take the time. Um, and I'm hoping we'll have a great conversation today. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for for having me on, uh, Furkan. And uh, I'm this is my first kind of podcast experience, so I'm glad we're breaking the ice together. And um, I'm I'm really looking forward to having a good conversation with you. Um, yeah. We'll, hopefully, hopefully you'll be pretty easy on me. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I also want to, you know, appreciate the fact that you've been really supportive. Uh, you know, you've been listening to the uh, my other episodes and provided feedback. So, you know, I truly appreciate that. I uh, appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super excited that you're here as well. And to really touch on today was starting from childhood. And, uh, you know, um, So for me, it it is a bit relatable because uh, my son is going through, I think, something similar to what you went through as a child. And that's kind of having parents that uh, have split up at a young age. Um, Yeah. Do you want to touch on that? Because I know for my son, the reason why it's relatable, you know, he kind of started experiencing that at the age of four um, and, and not being able to express his emotions or how he feels about it uh it's definitely impacted him i see it uh whether it's through his ability to express himself or just in his ability to be confident about and adopting his identity because he's got a different identity around mom and a different identity around dad so uh definitely see that as an impact but you know i want to get kind of your story out of it too yeah, that, that's quite interesting because uh, once once you put it into perspective, the ages that's that's right. Um, we're I don't want to say we're carbon copies, but we're we're pretty close. So for myself, and my I did uh, I did grow up. My parents did divorce 
at a young age. We were we were three children at at the time, and um, I was I was around the age of three when when it when it started, mm-hmm. and um, and um, it was it it did uh, it did have uh, well. It's nothing you can run away from. It's an impact in, in your in your life, and it does. Um, I, I can say it's an impact, but that 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 sticks with you. But it doesn't. It shapes you, but it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give that to you. Um, grow, growing up, and when it happens at such a uh, at, at that that age, I find it was. It was hard to wrap your your head around um, why things are happening. You just at that age, you're just running through the motions. Mm-hmm. It does. You you can't really grasp or comprehend the meaning behind, you know, seeing dad every two weeks and yeah. uh, every other or every other weekend and sticking around at home. Your family your family doesn't seem broken at that age mm-hmm. but then as you as i grew up you could you could you you definitely started to see oh why the like as why there was a rift in the relationship and the emotion the emotions that are kind of attached to to a divorce Mm-hmm. And it, it it does it does impact you. I can see where you me- you mentioned your son. He acts one way uh, with uh, with you, and another way resolved on a on a personal level. But they they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all, it, if you if you are to tackle tackle it, especially from a family approach, uh, it's it's not something that's going to it's not a few sessions uh yeah sessions of therapy is it's gonna it takes time and yeah. and dedication from from everybody but we, we've i know for us as a family we've we've addressed we've addressed them and we talk about them and those, those what happens in the past especially with divorces they don't go away yeah. Even as much as you want to talk about them, as as much as you have, um, as as mu- as much as you come to your own resolve over over the issue, it's it's still there. Yeah. It's not it's not going to go away. It's it's important to understand what triggers, I guess, some some emotions or some retrieval of of that memory and understanding of yourself, why that's happening and. And then also understanding what's what environment you're you're in, because you could be at a party and something could could trigger could trigger yeah, it, absolutely. or having a, having a chat and that could trigger it. And uh, knowing why that triggers it can help you ad- address it in the environment that, that you're in. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I completely agree. And I think that applies to most triggers. Is you know it could be anything but recognizing what what is the source and why it's happening is is obviously part of the 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 healing process um 
you know, and, and I guess for me to understand, um, so I have had friends who've gone through similar situations, uh, you know, like yourselves where the parents separated and, you know, in some cases they hold resentment for their parents because, um, a, they feel the parents were either being selfish or, or they kind of, um, dragged the kids in to their own ego battles or, fights with each other and they often put their own selfish needs and that's quote unquote selfish needs before the needs of the child um and you know everyone's experience is different but just from your perspective do you did you ever feel that way or did you ever have any resentment towards your parents um at or mom and dad at any point uh growing up and going through the motions I can't say that I had resentment. Um, I I was definitely upset, and whenever I I had to to deal with being upset over over something, I always told myself these feelings that you're feeling right now. You don't want to experience them again. So, what would you do in when you're in that situation that would not lead lead someone else to be hurt this way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I, it was it was it, i had i had a hard time res- resenting my parents it, it it didn't it didn't pop up into my mind mm-hmm. i i didn't agree with with decisions that that they made but i was always kind of empathetic the to the fact that they're they're going through something they've decided to do so, something this way I don't understand it, but maybe one day I will. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that's that's the way that I've kind of approached it the whole the whole way through. And yeah, now being being at this age at this stage of my life, which is kind of in and around the the age range that my parents were yeah. were in, and now being a, a father myself, yeah. You know as well as I. There's there's books out there, but there's no book for for you mm-hmm. uh, that that can help you really. Well, not not help. There's there's definitely help and resources out there, but when you're going through the emo the the, the emotions of life and the motions and of life, there's nothing that prepares you for that situation. No. So you can I I can't hold resentment. I can't. I, I can't agree with some decisions that were made, but I can't hold resentments mm-hmm. on, on that fact. They, the yeah. decision was the decision was made. They and it was what it was. What transpires after, it ha- has to be dealt with as well. But as long as you don't walk away from from that, then that's uh, yeah. I, I would say that I. That's what I would have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Regards. No. I mean, that's good. I mean, the fact that you know, obviously, it appears that you've de- dealt with it as best as you can uh, in in a very healthy fashion. And you're right. I mean, you know, there's no book out there. Uh, we all kind of do the best we know at that in any given moment. Uh, and the same applies to our parents. You know, they were doing the best they can. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of choices they make that we can in hindsight look back and disagree with but until you're not 
in the situation, you can't really judge. So I appreciate that perspective that you've presented. Um, I, I, one, can, I can add one more, one, one more thing if I were to relate it back to you. I think at, from a child's perspective, I was able to be more understanding when my parents were as transparent as, as they were. Mm -hmm. and um that 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 helped out a lot it it didn't it it didn't uh in some minds it didn't justify to me why decisions were were made or how things were going about but mm -hmm. as as long as i knew it, it i could i could respect i could respect the the situation if i was being transparent to it if yeah. i was being if i was if I was having the wolves pulled over my eyes, or a kid can sense that, there. Uh, so, as long as, as long as you're being uh, transparent with them, and say, you know, I might not have all the answers right now, and but I'm, I'm always, I'm here. Yeah. So we can talk about this at any, at any time, and, and it's oh, it's, that, that's, that's more of a, a that can be a, a therapy session as well yeah yeah for sure no i uh, appreciate that insight as well um and yeah being transparent is key uh and sharing as much as you can and i think when you start treating the kids as you know as individuals rather than children then they appreciate that too where you're kind of having those conversations and not trying to bubble wrap them or, or uh you know protect them from these difficult conversations because you're going to need to have them later on and they're going to be even more difficult for sure um i guess one of the things you did touch on was wanting to appease your parents at the you know almost sacrificing your needs in order to attend to the needs of you know, your mom or your dad at any given point. Um, do you feel like that's impacted you even in your adult life? Do you feel like you're often being the peacemaker? Uh, are you, and, and has that impacted you in the sense where you're like, okay, well, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'll just try to please others at the cost of, you know, or compromising yourself. Yeah, that, that 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 does come up, and uh, the it's a it's a mixture of anxiety, empathy, uh, and a sense of satis of satisfaction uh, as well. You it it does come up in in my regular day life. You know, yeah. decisions. This isn't decisions that have to be made. You know, I, I, I do have the, those, those, uh, <laughs> those, pe the, those voices, voices in the back of your head. You know, I'm not, <laughs> not crazy, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your, your mind, your mind does, your mind does ponder, and yeah, you, 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 uh, you do think. Well, let, let's think of how, like. When you're in a situation, how how is this going to uh, how is the outcome going to come about this? And um, when you are negotiating a, a situation, you, you you 
you're trying to come trying to come to the best ter- the best terms but mm-hmm. sometimes it does i do find that i i rather have the the best situation for for the situation come out as opposed to the best situation for myself and that's right. and that 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 can that's something you 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 struggle with because when when do you put yourself first mm-hmm. oh, and um when it when is the right time to put yourself first and it's it's definitely important and that's something that i've learned over the years and especially when you know when my confidence has been high sure you can let everybody you can let the situation appease to everybody and you could be that peacemaker but when you're sit when your confidence hits a, a low point, uh, it's hard to put your. I find it, it's hard. It was it was hard trying to put myself first, mm-hmm. and but it's put by putting myself first in those situations that helped me regain my confidence, mm-hmm. and it's yeah that's that. That definitely, um, that def- definitely comes into play. For sure. Yeah. And I guess speaking of confidence, so, you know, at a very young age, you weren't making decisions for yourself or choosing yourself. A lot of the decisions were being made for you and you kind of felt like you had to go along with it because you didn't want to, you know, upset anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has that impacted your your life in terms of, you know, you talk about having moments of low confidence and moments of uh, where you're feeling a bit more confident, but um, how, like, what are the measures you've taken to address that? And because ultimately what happens is, you know, a lot of the things that happen to us in our childhood, not our fault. And we can sit there and grow up and uh, as we get into adulthood, learn from them. But at some point, it's our responsibility to make those changes and, and compensate or, or, or make those corrective actions as adults, because we can't sit there and keep blaming our parents, you know. Um, ha- have you had that mindset and, and what have you done to, to make those changes? Yeah, I, I remember when I was... The day, the day I had to, when I came up with the idea of joining the army, mm-hmm. and it it wasn't really my well, it was my idea, but uh, I was think um, I had a really close friend, a good buddy of mine, who was going through a tough time. He was out of out of school and, and working, and his his parents were were really contemplating on we were 18 at the time. So they were like, you've got to get on with your, your life. So you might have to step out of the house and, and, but he wasn't making, he, he wasn't working or, or anything like that. So I thought about him and walking home one day, somebody passed me a flyer, that asked me to join the, the, the military for the summer. And so we, I talked about it as a friend with my friend. And I was like, that could be a great idea that could get you some money and you you could stay at home and still figure your life out. And, you know, I'll tag along for the ride. Mm -hmm. But then when I had that, 
uh oh moment i've got to i've got to let my family know about this um i i ran through every scenario like uh i my mom's <laughs> my mom's going to my mom's going to tear a strip off of me or yeah. she, you know she's she she's going to be unconsolable and never and never be able to to reckon with this but yeah, that's when I came when I actually proposed it I could see there was there was hesitation but then I also saw that there was trust trust in me um that I that I'm moving forward with my life and I'm going to have to start making my own decisions mm-hmm. so that ended up being a confidence booster same same ordeal with, with when I when I pass it over with my dad you know I could I could sense he was trying to reflect it, but they never put the bar the barrier on me to uh, not to go forward with it. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm thankful that that they did because it did it 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 helped to instill the the values and virtues that I still follow to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that I think that kind of breaks down some of the anxiety that's that that i had associated with it mm-hmm. with my 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 family relationship always trying to uh, uh always try keeping them in mind but keeping them at the at the forefront as well in, in my decision processes but then i came to a realization that i've got i've got to do this up for myself right and that same thing when when we had to make that decision to move uh, move across the country, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a big ordeal. Both my wife and I were were from very close knit families, mm-hmm. and for you to be the one to break that tie, that's uh, that that is that it was it was a it was a it was something bold to, to do, and but but when I was going through it. It 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 it, uh, it was it was definitely self self assuring and and boosted my confidence to say that I could do something out on my own. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's a great story because yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Um, but what are you doing now? What are the things you're doing now to kind of, I guess, it, it's more about maintenance and sustain sustaining, right? So how are you maintaining that level of confidence and what are your plans for sustaining it uh, on a go forward basis? It's, it's a continual cycle of self-reflection I find. So when you, when you are confident, your blinders are up because things are going really well. And, um, but you have to kind of self remind yourself, I find this, there's two key things to maintaining your confidence is one knowing who knowing who you are. That's very it's such a general statement, <laughs> but it's it's so it's it's so critical. You know, growing up, everyone asked you like, "What are you going to do with your life?" And it, everyone rolls their eyes on the back of head because how can you how can you answer such a such a question when you there's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. One, it's the the exercise that you have to is critical to run through is understanding who you are ask asking yourself or researching yourself to find out what are your what are your great 
what are your characteristics and what are your good characteristics what are you, what are characteristics that you not not hinder yourself but that that uh, bring upon or trigger some bad habits that that can lead to to poor decision making or mm-hmm. or, or lowering your your, your self confidence mm-hmm. and i i find that that's a critical thing i eat I, that I keep going back to is I, I know who I am, but I have to kind of remind myself why I, I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. And by, and by doing so that builds your, your, your confidence up. Mm-hmm. You know, once you're able to identify like, Oh, these are my strong points. I'm really good at this. And I'm, I might not be so good, so good at this, but I understand that. Mm-hmm. And so when, when a situation does come up that you run through that you're not successful in it and you can start to, you might start to dwell on, on that. And because you weren't successful at it, well, the, um, you have to, un- you have to ask yourself, well, what was it about me that made it become not so successful? Mm-hmm. Was it my, was it my good points or, or was it some attributes that I'm not really good at? Mm-hmm. And it could be a combination of them, but you, you doing that self reflect re- reflecting, and going over over it is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. That, that's what gets that's what gets you out of the dumps and sure. uh, and and starts starts the confidence rebuilding process. It's 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 almost like a game game of Jenga. You yeah, know, you know, you know the end outcome is it it will topple over a little bit, but at, uh, when you come back to it, you ha- you just have to build it back up and understanding. Understanding yourself helps the process, quicken the process. Yeah, and, yeah, and and so I guess your goal is say, to continue on this process, right? If I were to correct. understand correctly, yeah, yeah. And the the second part of that is once you've understood yourself, understanding yourself with others. Mm-hmm. That 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 comes that that's the the second. That, that's what I find is the second step, because if you only just concentrate on yourself, you just become you just build your your circle around yourself, and then you're not you kind of your your blinders are on high as well, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not considering you're not you you're you're not um, enlightening yourself or being empathetic or keying into those. Um, um, was it what's uh, emotional intelligences that that are out there so once you've understood yourself take yourself and understand how you interact with others mm-hmm. and so because once you start once you understand how well you can in how well of yourself can interact with others oh man your confidence just skyrockets over there yeah. because you start you, you start to put yourself with people that will allow you to be successful mm-hmm. not not all not all the same mindset but people that will allow you to be successful and i i say that because i don't want to steer people into thinking well i gotta find i gotta put myself with with people that are just like me mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a a misdire, misdirected misdirected strategy Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself with, with people who, um, one, well, one will encourage you, two, 
will counter you with some with good critical thinking and they might and you don't want them to think the same way as, as you do because what if if they do then you're always going along the same path and you're not considering those those other those other factors that might that might key into your your success your success as well yeah for sure i think you, yeah you've nailed that because because yeah because otherwise you all have the same blind spots right mm -hmm. so so that's a very good point um i just wanted to quickly touch on your military experience so you know i know you touched on it and and uh what was that like uh did that kind of uh help with your confidence building being in that experience did you also have mental health challenges come out of that or just being around people that all had their own struggles what was that like it was a transition from boys to men that's definitely <laughs> sure because you're you enter into a, a realm of, of of a lot of people with high self-confidence and and also are, are very uh leadership orientated they 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 and a lot of a a type a not not a, a good portion of a type personalities mm -hmm. but um but definitely people are are very strong-willed and that was that was great for me because it pushed it pushed me to I, I liked being surrounded by that uh, that good core of characteristics uh, and people, uh, but it also it made me step back because there was a lot of there was a lot of good leaders in the room, mm -hmm. and you could you could easily you could easily identify them. But then you <laughs> you start to wonder, wow, there's so many great leaders. Am I am I can I even meet that that level? Mm -hmm. Because they these these guys are top notch I'm, and so i when i when i think about it now um the answer is yes because they're probably thinking the same thing uh but it it makes me go back to the my uh, what i was talking about earlier it's that self reflecting and saying well you know what i'm i'm here people are people are listening to me and um and my 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 opinion counts, so uh, yeah, I, I I can I can lead. And what I what I did, I think one of the greatest things I did take about uh, from the military is that you get thrown with every different kind of character, and you you can easily be labeled as one cast type or, or another, mm -hmm. and. Um, well, case in point, I used to do uh, during the summers. We were uh, sometimes I did some taskings up in Ottawa, mm -hmm. where we would do uh, ceremonial guard. That's the uh, you see it all all on the postcards. It's the uh, the the guys in in the big red suits and the tall black bearskin hats mm -hmm. doing the parading across the uh, in the middle of the streets and all that. I was a part of that, and when when we started our tasking, you know, we're we're all that we're we're pretty much just divided based off of, of height, and but we were at one time we were um, the the group that I was a part of, bunch of riff like 
people didn't think too highly of us because we didn't fit that prototypical military mold, mm-hmm. right? And everyone thought that we would not be able to meet the the performance and levels of expectations that are that are set high for for that kind of uh, tourist uh, um, touristic uh, or that that kind of tasking. But we kind of we came together and the group was just able to understand what our strengths were and work together. And when we started to work together, we just we surpassed we surpassed we surpassed the performance of all the other groups and we would elevate them to our level mm-hmm. and uh, we were made we were we were kind of the example squad and people were scratching their heads they're like oh, we've got the best guys here in our in our group but we're not performing mm-hmm. and it either it either came down to to leadership and and that group not following the leadership or it came down to multiple of uh, of different factors but the fact was that our group was very tight mm-hmm. uh, and we were with even even though we we even inside the group we understood we had our differences we still came we, we were able to understand that and come out and perform every every day mm-hmm. and uh, it was, that, that was one of the, one of my, some of the best summers I've ever had because it really understood the the art of team building and and self improvement. Um, I'm that's something I'm I'm always going to be proud of. No, that's awesome. And I guess did you feel like there was support systems in place for you guys? If at any point you guys felt like there was struggling or uh, if you needed any kind of help uh, mentally or emotionally. Did you guys have that support system in place? The, at the at the lowest level, I'm I'm sure um, there's different. There's probably some good organizational structuring in place that and and resources that you could uh, you can re- reach out to in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strong the strongest point the the strongest support that you can have is is the buddy system. And I think that's you. You can read every history book on the military and everyone's recount, but when it comes down to it, the, uh, I think the root of it is that is that buddy system, and the rely you have to you have to acknowledge that you have to rely on others in order for yourself to succeed, mm-hmm. and so from from mental health and mental wellness point of point of view yeah there it was there because you could you would have that chat with buddy mm-hmm. and or you would have that 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 check-in someone would come up to you and say you, you don't look you, you don't look yourself today what's up mm-hmm. and you some people were open about it and vulnerable and and were able to express it, but some people weren't. Mm-hmm. And you could see, I, I I could see that the people who did seek out that help and 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 took it and worked with it were able to come back 
mm-hmm. or or um, or come to come so come to some form of terms with with it and uh, acknowledge it. And then the others that didn't, they continued to to struggle. Mm-hmm. But it but it was that it was that buddy check always looking back and making sure that buddy was uh, buddy was there buddy's by your side um you know i <laughs> i was definitely when i joined when i joined up and i'm to this day i'm still not a gr- great runner but we we would go out on our runs in the morning for for physical training pt and if um if one person was was lagging behind the group lagged with it. Mm-hmm. There was there were some leaders. There were some leaders who just who just dragged on the course and and kept and let that person drag behind. But the good leaders saw saw that and caught back up with with the, with the struggling runner, like sometimes I was. Mm-hmm. And we we came to the finish line as a, as a group, and that's where everyone everyone understood it's sometimes the, the weakest link needs needs to be you're only as strong as the weakest link but you're if you don't if you ignore the weakest link and just let it fall behind you're you're all gonna you're all gonna fall behind but if you bring and work work up those points or that that person or or that's where as a group you really start to build and and strengthen yourselves no that's personally, uh, personally, and, personally and as a group no that's amazing uh thank you for sharing that story um mike i want to you know again sincere appreciation for coming here sharing your story being vulnerable and you know talking through your journey and uh all the steps you've taken along the way to shape who you are today. And, you know, I'm so happy for seeing everything great happening, you know, uh, happy family with your four-year-old. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, if for listeners, if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way, whether it's social media or or anything? um, Yeah. Is there anything you can share? Sure. I can, uh, if you want to, if you want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm, Still trying to learn some of it, so I've I've got a Facebook account. Uh, though there's probably a lot of Michael Davis's out there, uh, but I'm also on uh, Instagram. You can find me at uh, McFee underscore Mustache, or um, what's the other one? Or Reboot Furnishing. I have two two accounts uh, that that you can you can find me at and and reach out to me or um, or just or just follow. I'm I'm always an I'm an eager open ear. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tag I'll tag you on on Instagram uh, when I post this. But yeah, I just want to again thank you thank you for doing this, and uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on here. Uh, thank you for I want to thank you for again this I think this platform that you're you're building here is is something is is really a, is really addressing something that that need, needs to be addressed I, mental wellness is is finally coming out as something that needs to be addressed and you're 
you're definitely adding value to to the cause. So thank you. No, I appreciate that. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And again, please leave a review at the end of the episode. I would truly appreciate it. Until next week.